FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. Broadcasting live from our Logan Central studios, this is 101FM. The following business program is general in nature and is provided as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Business Tribe. Tribe. Welcome back to your home for business on the FM dial. Monday night is business night, and it's time for the Business 101 Show. Broadcasting live from Logan's 101 FM studios in Logan Central. Here are your hosts, Business Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. A very good evening. Welcome to the Business 101 show right here on Logan City's number one, 101 FM in-house. Coach Nikki and good, Kerry. Good evening, good evening. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Big show, big show. Why do I sound like I'm at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> you do. You're far, far away. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, now I am. I'm above. I'm swimming through the ocean. <laughs> Tell you what, tonight is going to be a great show. Um... It's all about social media tonight, and this is uh, Digital Coach Kerry's speciality, so I'm excited to hear from you tonight. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, should be great. We'll be good. Really good, but we're going to start the show as we normally do with what are you grateful for? Now, Can start with you. Start with me? Yeah. Okay, what am I grateful for? Grateful for the opportunity uh, on last Thursday, Remembrance Day, uh, to spend some time uh, with my dad and some of his army buddies uh, in, in the city and uh, went to uh, Anzac Square and then caught up with uh, a couple of beers and then had lunch with them. It was great. Fantastic. Kerry? I'm grateful for my husband who we are celebrating 24 years of marriage today. Oh, it's your wedding anniversary. You're spending it with us and the people at home. Congratulations. Isn't that what you do? (laughs) Yes, it is. 24 years. Where's it gone? Ah, you're only one year behind me. Yeah. You're married in 97. Yep. Nice one. Yeah, that's me. What about oh, you, Nikki? That's I love anniversaries. Sorry, that's why I'm looking. Oh, I love anniversaries. So <laughs> cool. Um, I'm really grateful. We for missed an opportunity there. I no know. flowers. I know. Shocking. Show's I kept done. a little secret to you myself. Did. You did. Didn't even tell me. This, I know. This I know. I held it in. Look, I'm grateful for friends. I had a chance to catch up with uh, four blokes that I hadn't seen for 28 years from uh, boarding school days, uh, and we, you know, from 11 a.m. in the morning, we went home at 9 p.m. at night, and just had whatever that is, 10 hours of just laughing and reminiscing and it's very rare to be in a group of people where no one's judging you no one's what job are you doing how big's your property portfolio no one cared it was just about reconnecting so that was just such good fun awesome I'm grateful for that and of course uh, if people want to get in touch with us they can uh, get on the phone 38088101 not sure i understand <laughs> siri be quiet <laughs> <laughs> You can tell this is live, can't you? <laughs> so that uh, number once again, thank you, Siri, uh, 38088101, or message via uh, Facebook, um, uh, sorry, FB at a Business 101 Show. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, folks. Well, you know, it's a live lab. I always say that it's live and local right here in Logan. Now, listen, we had one thing to do last week. It was homework. Anyone remember what it was, Mel? What was the homework? Uh, you had to... Um, in your job, live stream, and then back to our... Back to the page and go yep. live. 
Okay, so I've got a confession. You may have seen my live this afternoon at one o'clock from McDonald's down the road <laughs> as I was having a catch-up uh, with Kerry and a coffee on some content. Um, I forgot to do it, but we did get it done before the show. How did you go at home? Did you did you manage to go live for the first time? Did you try it? It might have been Facebook or Instagram. The whole point was uh, the only way you're ever going to do something is just to do it, and you just got to push the button and get through, push through that feeling of stupidity and all those negative thoughts that come. Now, just on that, if you haven't done it, Mel, you still need to do it because I want to see it. It's going to be awesome. Well, the good news is after tonight, mm. listening to Kerry, mm -hmm. I'll have more of an idea what uh, what to do and how to do it. Yep, fantastic. The other thing is you may already be a native of one of the platforms, and I'm just saying firsthand because I'm a native of Facebook and Instagram, but when we discuss TikTok, I'm talking about it like it's a brand new piece of tech that, I've never experienced before, which is just silly because it's just the same thing. But the um, mental barrier that I've got to push through to actually go live on TikTok. So if you're experiencing that at home, I'm right there with you. I totally get where you're coming from. Coach Kerry's hopefully going to give us some tips to get over that uh, mindset issue later on in the show. But it's just just doing it. So if you haven't done it, please do it because it will benefit your business. And of course, so this is the beginning of the show. Like we'd like to do is to find out what's happening or what's happened past week. It's time for News of the Week with uh, Coach Nicky. Well, no more masks in Queensland was a welcome relief for most of us on Thursday last week, with masks now only mandatory in the federally mandated areas of airports and public transport. The further announcement that hospitality and entertainment venues will only be able to allow fully vaccinated clients and staff from December 17 has met with mixed response. I'm actually not sure if they've updated the date today, but the Queensland Government was going to announce something today. The benefit for the sector to follow this directive is that it is being rewarded with the removal of the density limit caps. So if you're a hospo venue, you've got no more limits. They have seen the patron number severely limited inside venues, of course. The disadvantages of this is that hospitality venues must now ask for evidence of vaccination from customers at the time of check-in. If a customer refuses, ask them to leave, and if they are required to, call the police. We're going to discuss this in the second segment because there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot of liability to discuss. The impost and economic cost of enforcing this state government rules are borne by small business. The angst and mental stress are borne by the frontline staff members in an industry that's already 100,000 jobs vacant at the moment. Phil DeBella of the Coffee Commune has come out this week and said that his business will not be asking patrons if they are vaccinated or unvaccinated. It is every human's human right to make that decision for themselves. This is not a legal or moral issue, DeBella said. This is a human rights issue. And again, we're going to touch on this a little bit later. On airline news, Singapore Airlines will be back to 43% of its pre-COVID capacity by December. That's up 10% from September. For six months to September, the Singapore flag carrier reported a loss of $618 million, which is a lot smaller than last year of $2.5 billion. The reason I'm sharing that with you is Singapore is one of our main international carriers coming in and out of the country, and they're starting to see an uptick of about 10%. So that shows positive results for our import and also for our export. Australia has passed the 90% first dose milestone, which happened on Friday the 12th of November, which buoyed Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Thankfully, Logan City is no longer in the bottom five LGAs with the lowest vaccination rate. We are moving up the table as our citizens roll up their sleeves and get jabbed. Well done, Logan. We're no longer being mentioned in the LGAs that are low. 
The media was agitating again this week around the issue of employees potentially being sued under workers' compensation if a staff member gets COVID at work. Sorry, employers getting sued. The whole contention revolves around the principle that an employer has to provide a safe workplace. This is no doubt partly being driven by solicitors and no win, no fee types of outfits, but it's another real issue business owners have to be across. If you're a conspiracy theorist, your blood will be running cold in your veins contemplating this point. If you view the world through a risk matrix, then you will know that if you do all that you can to the letter of the law and your HR advisory that you should be paying for, then hopefully you'll escape the emotional impact of a workers' compensation claim around this issue. We're indeed on a slippery slope on this one, one that can quickly turn into an avalanche without clear and effective leadership, and it's something we'll be discussing later in the show. And that's the news for this week. The Business 101 Show with Coach Nikki and Kerry Saverin. Uh, what's more, Coach Nikki? Yeah, I, I want to go back to touching on what the news of the week was before and the question about um, that Phil DeBell has come out and said publicly, he's the first business person to say publicly, I'm not going to follow the state government's directive. I'm not going to ask customers uh, or my staff on whether they're vaccinated because he sees that as a direct violation of the human right. Of an Australian citizen. Broad thoughts on that? Look, it's an interesting topic, isn't it? Because mm. I sort of feel like I'm stuck in between a bit of a rock and a hard place because personally, I think people should have a choice. There should mm. always be a choice. But I want to see business get back to some kind of normality as quickly as possible. Mm. And so by not, you know, not following the, the process, are we hindering that? I don't, I don't know. It's a hard one. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. Uh, it's funny, you know, when you think of it, my first thought is Nick the Australian is just get the jab and get on with it, right? But my second thought is, you know what, I will defend your right to choose as fiercely as I'll defend my right to choose to have it because I'm double vaxxed because that's my choice. But if, Kerry, if you said to me, well, I really don't want it, no worries, mate, that's your choice. Like, that's your Australian choice. So this is the interesting point, isn't it? Now, by government not coming out and being very clear, as in the federal government, we're now getting a state government mandating a management tool of a public uh, health alert and they're managing it the best way that they deem at the time. So it's like everyone's trying to achieve a result but how much is each side willing to give in that process and when will that end? I mean there's a bill going through in Parliament right now in Victoria that would see unprecedented powers given to the Premier of that state. Now sure it's trying to rectify that the Chief Health Officer in Victoria has just about got more power than the Premier, which again, our, our Health Victoria, our Health Officer here in Queensland has more power than the Premier of Queensland. Like that's what we're currently under, that state of emergency. Correct. Health Directive. So there's some real issues about human rights, privacy, uh, how much liberty are we willing to give up for the greater good of everybody else? And I feel like business has been put in the middle of it and it's like ground zero for this discussion. Business is actually in the middle of this discussion. I mean, you talk about red tape for businesses in general, and this is really just adding another bit of red tape, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you like just want to run your cafe or your, your restaurant, and now all of a sudden you've got to make a decision. Well, actually, no, you don't. You could just go, I'm following the state government's directive. You must check in. You must show me that you're vaccinated. Um, that doesn't answer the staff because there's no clear edict that you must say to your staff, you still have a choice as an employer. So there's a couple of things going on here. Look, I'll get into that workers' comp in a little bit. It'll be this. interesting to see how the public feels about this are they going to support those businesses that are not going to be compliant follow the rules or mm. are they going to 
debunk. I know, remember there was a, a business, it was a massage, and um, she came out and said that she wouldn't massage anybody who had oh, had the yeah. jab mm. because she was concerned about, you know, the effects that it might be on them, you know. And she probably came out the wrong way about it because really what she was trying to say is any time you've, you've had some sort of vaccine or anything, don't have a massage for 21 days after, you know, just just stick with that. But because everybody didn't like that at all, she had so much issues um, with business falling out. So it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see. She deleted her Facebook. Did she? I think so. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know she went that far. There you hey, go. Let's hear from, um, we've got in the studio Tammy, who's a hospo worker. Hi, Tammy. Hello there. Hey, let's, like, you're on the front line of this because you work in hospitality. Yes. Uh, in pubs and clubs. So tell me, what's it like on the front line? Are, have, are punters upset if you ask them for proof of check-in? It's really been difficult, whether it was started off with the masks. Mm. We copped so much flack from people for about wearing masks. And then with check-in, same thing. We just cop it all the time. And I think with wanting to have people denied entry, I feel really sorry for anyone, particularly on reception or whether you're a barista or a waiter, anyone who has to say, sorry, we can't serve you because it's not our decision that this has happened. We mm. are just the workers. We don't make the decisions. We just have to follow the rules. But we're the ones that bear the brunt of it. And I understand people's frustration with that, but it's really hard when you're getting constant barrage of abuse about it when you have no control over it. And it's not necessarily our decision or, you know, we don't necessarily agree with it. Mm. Like, once again, your decision to be vaxxed or not vaxxed and should we be able to, should we have to say to people, no, sorry, you can't have a cup of coffee because you don't have two vaccinations, you know? It's really hard. It is hard, isn't it? Mm. What uh, In your workplace, has there been an edict to say that you must be vaccinated? No. no so that not hasn't come out point. yet? No, not at this point in time. Yeah, no. it's it's funny. Everyone's taking, trying to make a, a moral call judgment on it, I think, as bosses to say, what are we going to bring in or not? Well, I think they're mm. leaving it in the, the, the state's lap, really, isn't it? Like, they're not going to have a choice. It's no longer, that decision has been taken out of the employer's hands because Sorry, they can't yeah, be right. at that workplace date, right. uh, without being double vaxxed. Mm. So, you know, in, in one sense, the business owners will be sighing a bit of relief that they don't have to make that call to their employee, employees. But now it's just been put onto the clientele and customers, which is... Well, what about this? Uh, I've got actually one of my staff who was having a wedding and because one of the key people in her party is not vaccinated, 20 people max. So it's almost like shaming somebody into getting the jab um, and it's severely limiting other people's um, ability to do something, right? So again, you sort of understand it and you go, well, okay, safeguarding and blah, blah, blah. And, but it's, it's a, I, I look at all our faces in the studio here and we're all deeply uncomfortable with what we're talking about because we're talking mm. about how much right do we have to make decisions over ourselves as That's humans. what we don't feel comfortable about because I think we're all in agreement that you should have a choice. Mm. Mm. Um, I think we should hear from Mal. Mal is the voice of reason on this show normally. It's a very balanced view. Uh, Mal, you've always. been around longer than all of us. You know, you've, you've, you've seen more of the world. Thanks, mate. What's your view on this, mate? Uh, it's, it's difficult. I mean, I can fully understand uh, you talk about the frontline staff. Mm. You know, and they. I really it. feel sorry for them. Um, like my, Tammy, I feel sorry for you too. Yeah, my initial, <laughs> when I first heard it, I thought, wow, how are they going to enforce it? And it's they put the businesses in the front, in the trenches. Mm. Mm. And yeah. It, can, I, it, can I just say one thing? For me, this is difficult than, than health. I see the health workers, they have to be vaxxed because they're in health. 
I see this as two completely different things. Hospo is not medical, whereas hospitals is medical. So I know that's a, you know, we've got people around the station that that's a, a close issue for them as well. But it's, I, I just want to bring that up. It's like we're talking about restaurants, pubs and clubs, but it's where we get together to socialise. So I understand it. It's where people congregate. My initial, uh, I was in a little bit of shock because I thought, well, okay, you're going to stop an, an Aussie to go to the pub to have a beer. There's nothing more in Australian. Well, my question is then where do you draw the line with people that maybe have a medical exemption from getting the vaccination? Are they affected? What, what's life going to be like for them? Well, I mean, my understanding is, is with the vaccination, right, you, you, you still have the ability, or not the ability, but you could still get COVID. Yes. All right. It just stops yep. the effects by becoming severe. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the whole idea behind it. The chances of someone who is, is vaccinated to, to pick up the virus is still similar uh, to a non-vaxxed. It's just that the, the severity of it should be drastically reduced. That's right. Consider this then, because there's a lot of issues at play here, right? I met a gentleman whose wife works in health, had one dose, had a very adverse reaction and got told, you can't have any more doses, it's just not fit for you. Lost her job in health because she couldn't become fully uh, vaccinated because her health wouldn't allow her to do it. Like there's so many unintended consequences of an edict ruling, right? So even something that to me is simple and go, well, health, get vaccinated or don't work in health, but there are real consequences to every decision made, right? Now, I know you can't get into the minute of it all, but you've got to have some sort of generalisation. But it, the thing that really worries me, and let's move into away from now, say, will we follow, won't we follow the Queensland Government state edict? Uh, Phil DeBell has come out, one of the only business people I've heard, put his flag in the sand and said, I'm not doing it as a business. So good on you, Phil. Congratulations for seeing what we believe in. Go the other way. Providing a safe workplace, this is where workers' compensation comes into it. So in the past, we've never been able to prove where we picked up the flu because no one's getting tested for the flu and you can't genome the flu because there was no test result for it in the way that we have COVID. That makes sense? Yep. Now that is why this has come to the fore because let's say uh, a staff member picks up COVID in my workplace, they will then put me under the microscope and go, well, have you done everything possible to provide a safe workplace? Now, where does that start and stop? And what rules have we got edicted this is what happened when you're trying to make stuff up on the fly, isn't it, really? It's kind of, you know, you put things into place and things come out. But, you know, will someone who's not vaccinated working in the workplace be seen as more of a risk? Is all this stuff going to be covered by any kind of insurances or workers' comp? Or There's so many questions. One of my key delivery partners does not want to get vaccinated for his own reasons. Am I going to be forced to say to him, you can no longer... Uh, be a delivery partner because of your personal choice. I know there's silence. We're all looking at each other. We we're, all, we're all scratching our heads, <laughs> going, "Well, wh- wh- which way do you carve this pumpkin?" You know, like. So again, it's about risk minimisation. It's about protecting those weaker than us because we have to do the heavy lifting. Someone's got to put the shoulder to the wheel. But how much are we prepared to sacrifice and give to achieve that result? I mean, the closer we get to that, you know, hundred percent vax rate, once we get up into the nineties. How are we going to feel about it then? Well, that's the other thing. Does this whole conversation become moot as we hit those 90 percenters and go forward through that? Because then what we're talking about becomes irrelevant. Well, you've, yeah, you've had the time and, and everything to get it done. If you choose not to when we're at 90%, why can't we just open up? Yeah. Now, you all know that I hold Denmark up as the gold standard for, you know, they declared it finished and go, well, Denmark's having a fourth wave and they've actually brought back in um, some quarantine 
um, type rules where unvaccinated people are now being segregated like here in Queensland and in other places that they can't go to the pub and club if they've chosen not to become vaccinated. Now, why that's incredibly interesting is because Denmark is a very socialist country. It's, it's one for all, all for one. It's very much you know, the, the group rules, group think. And to have them reintroduce that now um, is quite interesting. So, so what are their vax rates at? Huge. They're pushing 90, I think, from memory. 85. So there's nothing stopping us from having another wave then. No, but this is the... So here's, <laughs> let's throw all the challenges in one heap, guys. <laughs> um, so uh, how blessed have we been for not having any case numbers here? Haven't experienced 2000s like New South Wales and Victoria. We've, you know, max we've had is, what, 16 or something? I oh, know, 30-odd or something. What's going to happen when we do get the caseload? Because we will get the caseload yeah. number. One of the things like, we're wondering about too is when this does come in mm. and everyone starts getting it, even though we've been double jabbed, what happens when half the workplace goes down? Because I'm led to believe that if you do test positive, even if you've had two vaccinations, you're still going to have to isolate for seven days. So what happens when half your workforce tests positive and they have to go down for seven days? I think this is the reason why major employers like um, big distribution centres, they've actually come out and said, so even in the flower world, the biggest bouquet producer for the chain stores has come out and said, you've got until after Valentine's Day to become vaccinated and then you can't work on the production lines unless you are because they've got up to, I think, 300 people working shoulder to shoulder in a warehouse. So you're right, the, the economic cost of going down, so let's just peel that one back. This is the other thing you'd be thinking about as a business owner. If I close for a week, I lose about 150000 in turnover and revenue in my business, right? So say you have to quarantine for two weeks. Let's say we're all immediate contacts if it all goes south. That's a quarter of a mil rough number or just bit, you know, of turnover we won't do because we're going to be shut down. Not to mention everyone in your household, will they have to also isolate as well? Yeah, so, do I, so does that then make it easier? Does that then mean I should just be making an edict as an employer to go, well, you know what, it's too much money on the line. I'm sorry about your human rights. I'm sorry about how you feel personally. I can't afford to lose that amount of money get jabbed or you don't have a job. I wonder whether this is how people are actually just getting back to numbers, trying to make decisions for their workplace. I'm not sure. We think about a small business that might have five staff mm. and all of those five staff might work on a day mm-hmm. where somebody who tests positive uh, is in the workplace. Do the other four people have to isolate until they get a negative result? That's 24 hours. Yeah, so this, again, I, I go back to Flower because the business I know, uh, there was one customer that went around the Melbourne markets, visited every major wholesaler, and they had a uh, shutdown for two days for a deep clean and tests. So it actually shut the flower industry down in Victoria mm. down for two days. When yeah. COVID first hit, the place I worked at at the time, we were actually preparing to divide into teams. And if one member from that particular team got it, mm. that team was out, the next team would pick up. And if anyone off that team and so on and so forth. Thankfully, we didn't have to get to that point, but it was quite an interesting and very scary possibility. Yeah, teams. Kerry, what's, what's Woolies doing? What are the supermarkets doing? They haven't gone that far yet. So you we haven't sort up? of... I mean, we are kind of split up as it is anyway, because Woolies is pretty much 24, seven days a week now. That's a huge, yeah. So you do kind of have your, your sort of split up of your hours anyway. But yeah, we're really interesting. If you've seen one of those deep cleans when they've had to go through a shopping centre, wipe it and fog it. Um, it. It looks like a scene out of ET. You know where they're wearing all the hazards, and there's you know 30 people that come through. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know to do those cleans. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to navigate, particularly for small businesses that don't have hundreds of staff to call on. And just a reminder, it reminds me back to what Minister Farm. 
Palmer said when she was on the show, there are grants for deep cleaning. So if in small business you find yourself in the horrendous position that you are facing a deep clean, the costs are considerable, but there are grants from the Queensland Government that will fund that. So what we're talking about, of course, right, mm. are we looking overseas? Have we looked overseas to see what they've done and how they're handling it and how we can learn from that? Mm. Is there anybody that's actually handling it well? Well, I'd, well, no. So, f- again, the media, watching the media in the last two days, everybody's sort of saying, well, actually, our first impression of it has been wrong. And you've got countries like Denmark that have taken all the brakes off that are putting some brakes on to the unvaccinated side. So the argument quite clearly supports localised LGA lockdowns, uh, getting your vaccination rate up as high as you can, and then seeing... Uh, how much good luck you have in summer because, again, the countries going into winter, they seem to have the waves kicking on because of the colder weather. So we've really got a little, you know, not a lot of time because we're going to start getting cold again what March next year. So this whole thing's not designed to be about doom and gloom about COVID. The reason why I really wanted to spend this time talking about it tonight is we've got an impost that's being put on business in our hospitality sector that says you must check vaccination. If people aren't vaccinated, you must turn them away. And I was really worried about what, what that's imposition's going to, what toll that's going to take on people. Um, yeah, like yourself. Because like also too, it's the checking in of everybody. They've got to check in with their scanner, mm. and then do they have to physically show as well? So that's like a double check in, and that's going to take time for people, especially when you've got large crowds and there's going to be a large line, which means even more frustration. My so. understanding is it's going to be linked to the check in app. Is that your understanding? Yeah, definitely. As well? So, um, and if you go into your Medicare app, you can link it to Canberra, New South Wales, Victoria, and I thought maybe the NT already. Yeah. In the back end through the Medicare uh, app and Queensland. Sh- I thought we were coming online today or tomorrow with that opportunity, so that will be coming. So it'll all be on that front page of the Queensland checking app. So yeah. Mm. All right. It's an interesting topic, isn't it? Coming up, we have uh, Coach's Corner. WTF Business Jargon of the Week and this one thing. Now, before we get to Coach's Corner, I just want to wrap up on that previous uh, segment that we did. I think it gets down to each one of us as business owners to make the best decision that we can for our own businesses in the way that we feel good about, that we can defend and talk about to our staff, to our customers, etc. The other thing we have to do, and we've got to work out as business owners in the business tribe, we have to give our state government an out. Because our caseload is so low, there is no way that our government's going to be able to handle the caseload numbers spiking like in New South Wales or Victoria. So we need to be having conversations with our state leaders, so your local member, to say, listen, we understand there's going to be caseloads, but we're all going to have to just be prepared to work through that to actually get through and move on. And that gets down to each business owner. So they're the things you can be doing right now. Get in contact, articulate, have a voice with your local member, especially state member, so that they know exactly what you're thinking and try and help them through how they're going to manage that because this is all going to come to the fore around March, April next year. Coaches Corner. Well, this week we're talking about growing your business using social media and obviously I'm very excited to talk about this topic and there is a lot more than four points that you probably need to know but I just wanted to keep it to four brief points Love tonight. It. I can't focus on more than four No, things. it becomes a bit too much. So I've gone back to basics. So the first one I want to touch on is, is choosing your platform. So obviously there's lots of social media platforms out there and I find a lot of business owners get overwhelmed with, you know, do I be on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or, you know, what platform? 
platform. So you need to be on the right platform for your customer or clientele. So it's really important, you know, in order to be able to choose which one, you need to know your audience or your customer. So where do they spend most of their time when it comes to social media? Where do they like to interact with brands and businesses? Uh, And if you don't know this, then simply ask the question. I say a lot to my clients, you know, why don't you send out an email? If you've got an email database, just asking what platform they'd like to see you on. And it's amazing how many people will actually reply. So if in doubt, Facebook is a really good fallback because a lot of people tend to be on Facebook. So uh, yeah, but making sure that you're on the right platform for your business is point number one. And just the, just on that, Kerry, yeah. uh, Running what they call an ask campaign, if you're not sure, yep. is the quickest, cheapest, easiest way to get the answer. So don't just guess if you can ask. It is. And I think sometimes as business owners, we get in our own head and we think, well, you know, does it sound like we're not professional if we're asking the question? Mm-hmm. No, you just, the quickest way to get the answer is by asking. Uh, point number two is when you have you know, picture platforms, make sure you're optimizing your profiles. And what I mean by that is make sure that all of your information is filled out. The about section has the address, the phone number, an email, easy for them to get in contact with you, that you have a professional uh, cover photo, if you can have a cover image on, you know, Facebook and and, um, other platforms like LinkedIn, you can have a cover photo. It's great real estate. That your profile picture is either a, a picture of you if you, your business is based around you personally or of your uh, logo or your brand. So point number two, optimizing your social media profile. Point number three, creating a posting schedule. So this is where people start to getting to the nitty gritty now. So, you know, making sure that you uh, know how many times a week you are going to be posting and sticking to that kind of schedule so that you can uh, make sure that you are getting the message out there. Um, In this, you need to think about not only what you're going to post, but the formats that you're going to post it in. So is it going to be, you're just gonna write some text? Are you gonna have some images attached to that? So obviously there's some graphic design there that needs to be done. Or are you gonna be doing videos? And just on this point, because based on the homework from last week, which was about going live, I decided in my own business that I was going to go live every single day. And uh, so I've done that for the last five days, I think, in a row. Um, I've also then repurposed that and gone on to TikTok and done some TikTok videos as well. And I have actually managed to gain three new customers who are going to be clients for the next three months just off that activity. So when it comes to going live and doing video, video is the thing that is getting the reach. It's the thing that's getting people's attention. So if you can get you, your staff or someone in front of the in front of the camera, then do a little bit more of that and uh, push it out. That would be my advice to you there. And And step number four, the most easy one, take action. (laughs) How many businesses sit down, they get the right profile, they get the right platforms, they do a big plan and then they never actually follow through with it. And in taking action, just make sure you're being consistent and engage with your audience. If somebody is typing you a message or writing a comment on a post, make sure you engage with them. Let them know that you're thankful for their comments and communication and uh, that will all help you out. So that is my four points. Choose your platforms, optimising your social media profile, creating a posting schedule and taking action. Really good points on that. 
The thing that you were saying with the take action, just on a, a point that I found worked really well, if you've got a puppy or a baby in a photo, engagement just goes up by about 60%. So if you've got a fur baby or a real baby without fur, and you can get them in a photo. So we will actively um, run over to somebody who comes in with a baby or a puppy normally in our business to say, we'd love to take a photo of you and put you on our social media. Would you mind? Everybody loves it. And we've got so many photos of babies and dogs. So true. Yeah. So true. So there you go. Don't forget that tip. What are we going into now? Is it WTF Word of the Week? Yeah, let's do WTF Word of the Week. It's WTF Word of the Week. Well, I think that's you, Nikki, isn't it? Okay, yeah. Look, I think a good uh, WTF tonight is the word analytics in keeping with your theme, Kerry, and the digital. I mean, analytics um, is really just a data set that gives you the ability to analyse what's going on in your socials, in your paid advertising and even what they call organic advertising. Organic is people that find your site through other means that you haven't paid for. Um, Some would argue that organic advertising is by far the most valuable and not just paid because once you turn the paid off, then the paid stopped coming. So analytics, and then of course there's Google Analytics, which is a full business suite, um, and that's something I'm actually not skilled enough to talk about because I pay smarter people than me to run all that for me, so Kerry can spend a session on that (laughs) in another show. But analytics is the WTF today, so make sure that you understand or have a broad understanding of numbers. It's as simple as just Googling the terminology to begin with, which is what I did to self-educate at the start, and then work out how deep you want to go. But if you want to nerd out, it's definitely the right way to spend some time. Coming up the one... Coming up, the one thing. Now, Business Tribe, it's my privilege to um, just read out a valet this evening. Um, Kerry is actually uh, very emotional about this, so I've, I've offered to do it because you said you're not going to get through it, so I'll do it for you. Uh, we've lost one of our own Business Tribes, uh, and of course I'm talking about Noel um, Herps. And in, I'll just read what Kerry's written here. Friday the 12th of November, the life of Noel Herps was celebrated by some 200 local residents, federal, state and local members at the Bethania Lutheran Church. Noel was a true example of living life the fullest and always putting 100% into everything he did. His motto was, work hard, play hard. We thank Noel for his contribution to the business community as a life member of the Beanley Yatla Chamber of Commerce. Noel started the Chamber's biggest yearly event, Prawn Day, over 25 years ago and is still one of the biggest events on the calendar to this day and has sold out every year it's been run. Our thoughts are with the Herbs family as they navigate this difficult time. So what's on in Logan this week? Well, I had a bit of a look around. I was able to find uh, on the 16th, so tomorrow we do have the Tech Founders Breakfast at Extraction Coffee, so you can find details of that on our website. But I'm going to put it out there. I know that there's a lot more events that are happening than what is uh, being put in, guys. Go to our our website at um, business101show.com.au and enter in any events that you've got coming up towards the end of the year because I know there's plenty. And I've been to one of those Tech Founders Breakfasts. They're actually really, really good. It's a great networking opportunity and just to have a talk, some really cool brains in Logan. It's definitely worth going to. 
It's time for this week's Nickyism. Yo, a Nicky what? What's a Nickyism? Nickyism, a strategy and/or saying that Nicky says, which when used will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nicky, what's it gonna be? Nickyism for today is don't unpack and live there. This is the one that I use all the time. You know when you get really frustrated about something or someone's really done you wrong or your perception is they've done you wrong and you really get frustrated about it and you just really want to crack a sad for a poor choice of words? It's absolutely fine to go through the natural emotions that we feel as humans, but just resist the urge to unpack and live there. So if you take the approach that I'm not unpacking and living here, I'm just visiting and moving through, you'll actually enable yourself to move through those natural emotions in the order that you have them as a human being, and then you'll get out the other side and you'll get on with your day. Quite often I've met people um, that have been aggrieved or upset about something and they just seem to fixate on that one spot because they feel like they have to. Well, I'm saying don't take it in, don't unpack and live there, just stand back and go, hmm, no, I'm just moving through and just move through those emotions and you'll be right as rain in whatever time it takes you to do it. And this week's one thing. This week's one thing. This is interesting. I think the one thing this week is you should work out, um, touching on what Kerry was saying, work out what digital platform you're going to use. Now, there's an old saying, fish where the fish are. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what to use, which platform, you need to work out where your customers are. So exactly what you said in point one, maybe run an ask campaign. Um, ask the customers that you've got, say, hey, what social medias do you use? I mean, if you're in our demographic, sort of middle age, Facebook's definitely what people are using. Um, but there is some crossover in TikTok and obviously Instagram as well. Mm. And there are some industries, Kerry, I'm talking about your stuff here, but, you know, Pinterest comes into the fore depending on uh, what industry and business you're in. So Yeah, and Pinterest has just moved into a lot more video as well, which is interesting. Oh, so they've been talking about that for a while. Mm, they have. So now you can actually put video pins up. Um, that don't actually go anywhere, but uh, yeah, it's very clever. I'm never going to be able to have a conversation with my wife ever again. She spends <laughs> a lot of time on Pinterest. Now they've got videos. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's internal, like design, colour, coordination stuff. Craft. If you want to make a handbag out of a hardcover book, you go to Pinterest. That's what I always thought, and it's turning more and more into more businessy, and uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Why would you want to turn a hardcover book into No, I don't know. Handbag? I just remember seeing that on there, so I thought I'd mention it. <laughs> Fair enough. Good ho. Look, coming up next week, um, the show that we're going to do is The Secret to Effective Time Management. And it's one of the things I struggle with the most. What do you like at time management? I, I have my own little spurts of good mm-hmm. and little spurts of bad. Mm-hmm. So, Malcolm? Uh, time management in the studio, on air, not a problem. What about in real life? <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> It I've got some hand signals coming from outside the window here that it's a... It can be challenging. <laughs> yeah, it is a challenge. Look, as business owners, we have so many things that we have to focus on, and it's a bit like the shiny shiny ball syndrome, where your focus, where attention goes, energy flows. We've all heard that one. So where your focus is is what's going to get worked on. The trick is, how do you actually make sure you cover the bases you have to to work on the things that you have to to achieve the results that you have to? And that's what next week's show it's three three things you've got to focus on and how you do it. It's how I've solved time management because time management was a problem for me for about 10 years. I reckon I'm about 80% at it now, but I tell you what, the 80% that I do put in, I'm kicking goals in the 80%. Of course, here, when you're a radio announcer, you're, you're responsible for every second of every minute that you're actually on air. You keep right. us on track, Mel. So yeah. your time management is key. But uh, as you said, the challenge is in, is in your day-to-day life and, and your business uh, life as well. Yep. Imagine if you ran your business like an hour at the radio station. 
Well, <laughs> after next week, you'll actually have the same approach to it because our run sheets pretty much have all the timings that we have to try and hit. Um, and we don't actually go down to the 15-minute block that I'm talking about next week, but it definitely could be. So there's some real crossovers about if you think the most time critical would be like, you know, Sterlo on TV where you've got to get in out of the ads on time. Same on radio. You've got to get in and out to make sure you've got enough time for ad space. If you run your time management with those sort of concepts but not to that minutiae, then you'll have a pretty good result, won't you? Rather mm. than just having a crack each morning and just putting your attention to whoever who's the loudest, which is what I used to do for 10 or so years. Routine will set you free. Yeah, routine. We've go. got about a minute. So final thoughts, just quickly. Final thoughts. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting time in business. Um, I send all my positivity and love to all the business owners trying to make the decision on what their decisions are about, what their mandates will be to their staff and what they will and won't do with their customers. I just hope that we all just remember humanity and what we're trying to achieve and that we get there with as least damage possible to people. Yeah, agreed. It's going to be an interesting time to see uh, where it all ends up and how it plays out because mm. at, at the moment it's as clear as mud. Yeah. It is as clear as mud. Coach Nicky, thank you very much uh, for the input again this week and also to Kerry. You've done a fabulous job. And, of course, those four points. Quickly just run through those quickly for us. Just Just choosing your platform, optimise your profile on social media, creating a posting schedule and make sure, of course, you take action. That's it for uh, tonight's program, the Business 101 Show here on 101. You should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Anything the coaches say or recommend during the show is general in nature and does not take into consideration your unique and individual circumstances. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. That was the Business 101 Show with your hosts, Coach Nikki, Coach Nikki. Digital Coach Carey, and Logan's own Mal West. Want more hot seats? Coaches Corners and Nickyisms for catch up podcasts and downloadable resources. Visit Business 101 Show at our website, business101show.com.au, or on Facebook. Remember what Coach Nikki always says Version 1 is better than version none. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au.